last time. The three musketeers fought against a full-fledged vampire who managed to charm Galaxy and effectively took her and Boom out of the fight. This gave a chance for the vampire to focus on Dave, and it was too much for our favorite halfling cleric. Mimi continued fighting as a polar bear alongside another polar bear she summoned to the fight. When Galaxy finally snaps out of her charm, back in the fight, Galaxy takes down the vampire with magical fire, and Mimi killed the vampire for good with a sunlight spell from her magical helmet. But they were too late. Dave's body still and lifeless on the mist-covered floor. Dun, dun, dun! My wife is really mad that I have no sense of direction, so I packed my things and write. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! Welcome, everyone, to another heartbreaking episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. We are a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. I am Kurt, Daddy the Dungeon Master, and to my left, we have... Sam, who plays Mimi, the leader, and just, I'm Sam, like I said, and I broke my wrist. That's right, Sam broke her wrist since last time we were together. Um, And then to my left, we have my sidekick. Galaxy, also known as Brady, who plays Galaxy, the elf wizard. To my left, we have Ghost. no one. We have Ghost Dave. We have Ghost absolutely Dave. no one. I actually know we have Sierra Miss. <laughs> yes, uh, we had tragedy had struck the group in our last adventure, and so we were going to see what we can do about that today. Hopefully, Dave's ghost will go. <laughs> Could we like put his? If we fail, could we like put his soul in like another human being and then? I do like the idea of Dave being a ghost for the for the rest of the adventure, and he just comes back and he just he no, just mocks at the, you at the final battle. He comes and saves us. <laughs> <laughs> Although Why? I well, as much as I like that idea, uh, I'd be stupid. I, I'd be afraid that you girls might like that too much and not actually try and save Dave at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So, real quick, one housekeeping item. We do have a new five-star review for the show. Uh, This is by Q0097, titled Breath of Fresh Air, five stars. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a breath of fresh air in the D&D podcasting community. Though lighthearted and a bit silly, D&D&D exemplifies the best aspects of playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Plus, Sammy and Bertie are excellent examples of how D&D is for everyone, regardless of age. I highly recommend this podcast to all my new student players at the D&D club that I run at my school. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. We never have enough time. (laughs) Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. All right. So one thing that we had also done is leveled up the characters to level nine. Everyone got some new abilities, new spells, and all that. Normally, we do that in an out-of-the-dungeon episode, but I thought it would be a little cruel to the listeners to have killed Dave and then not immediately do the next episode dealing with the repercussions of that. So I didn't want to have a out-of-the-dungeon episode uh, delaying <laughs> yeah. the listening enjoyment of the fallout of that. 
So uh, we did that offline. And we went over the changes with the girls. They're up to level nine. They got new hit points. The proficiency went up. They got new spells, new abilities. And we're going to hit the ground running. And I'm angry at Birdie for Galaxy for getting a new spell. That's, yep. Galaxy. One of Galaxy's new spells that she had picked was Polymorph. So that allows her to change into animals like Mimi and Mimi's. But she gets to turn into any animal she wants. And yeah, she doesn't have the limitations. That I you do. have the best spell in history. It is. It's not Mage Hand, but it's a bigger Mage Hand. <laughs> that can fight and can carry people and do a lot more stuff. Yeah, Yay. so because the name of the spell is Big Beast Hand that you picked out. But Big Beast Hand? Maybe, should we just call boy. Should big we, boy. Should we just call it Big Mage Hand? Big boy's hand. No, Big boy's no, hand. No, 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 it's Mama Mage hand. Mama Mage hand. I like that. Mama Mage hand. Yo, Mama Mage hand. All right. So we're going to pick up where we had left off. You are still in the depths and bowels of the vampire's castle. Dravidin, you had just vanquished with sunlight with the opal that you had taken off of your helmet, Mimi. Rip opal. You'd cast sunlight on the vampire Dravidin in her mist form and caused her mist to burn away and killed her permanently. But this happened after Dravidin had done one last bite attack on Dave and drained his halfling three foot tall body of all of its life and dropped him to the floor limp. And he is now crumpled on the ground. Dead. Dead. Galaxy, you killed him. I can't believe you did this. What? Oh, before I forget, <laughs> Galaxy, I forgot to give you an inspiration point last time. So write that in because why does she get an inspiration? She gets an inspiration point because she played her character. Don't don't use that marker. I did. I use a use a regular pencil. I, oh no, I have one inspiration point forever. D- oh, did you already have an inspiration point? No. Okay. So I already you, used it. Okay. Galaxy gets an inspiration point because I really thought that she did a good job in playing a ally to the vampire. She was very good at playing a charmed galaxy, someone that was doing things that would protect the vampire because she was charmed by her. Uh, but she also, I thought, balanced it well with handicapping the rest of the group without any doing any major damage. So the way that she uh, kept Boom out of the fight and also the way that she used Mage Hand to like distract Dave and others as but well. But not hurting anybody. But not hurting anybody. I thought that she did a really good job with that. Uh, I'm an actor. I deserve one too. Thank you. I deserve one too. so karma (laughs) girls yes what do you do i um uh, go look over at dave and then i point my um quarterstaff at galaxy like you killed him I have the best idea how we could put him back to life. You killed him. So, well, Carrie will put Dave's dead body in my unicorn butt backpack. It will do no damage on him since he's already has full damage and died because of you. But he doesn't need to breathe because Boom rides in there all the time perfectly fine. <laughs> and we'll bring it to the, that hotel and I will be... A crazy scientist again. I will put him on bars. I will use electricity. I will cut him up and sew him back together. You cut him up? And he will be a Franken-Dave. You're going to turn him into 
a flesh golem. That's, no. that instead of bringing him back to life, you're going to turn him into a stitched together exactly. monstrosity. No, that's a horrible <laughs> idea, Galaxy. I think we when we get to back to Mount Olympus, we should get on a griffin with him and your unicorn butt backpack. Um, and go to the Mishikal Temple. Excuse me. Mishikal Temple and see if what they can do. All right. So you put Dave's body into the bag of holding the unicorn butt backpack because that will preserve him. Uh, I didn't realize he was this heavy. He's not that heavy. Uh, he's like he's only three feet tall. He weighs like 35 pounds. Less than us. Wait, 33 so, pounds? But you start running out of the castle. Did you say 33 pounds? 35 pounds. Yeah, he weighs less than you two. He he weighs more than our dog. Yeah, well, our dog's pretty small. I can hardly even lift our dog. So you put Dave's body in the unicorn butt backpack, and you start running out of the castle as fast as your elven legs will carry you. Now, as you're running, I need each of you to roll an arcana check, because... You're brainstorming at this point, thinking about what are the different options that you have to go. Mimi already came up with one good idea of bringing Dave back to the Mishik- his temple of Mishikal, where he That was he my idea. No, you said stitch him up. To- I know, that was my second idea. Well, oh, before we started recording, Birdie did say that. She did bring that up. But Sam hadn't heard that. <laughs> so, so, we have the, so we have one idea of... Um, Bring his body back to the Temple of Mishikal. We have another idea of turning him into a flesh golem. <laughs> he uh, but just could to be, be clear, my servant. But just to be clear, that when you created Boom, that book that you had, that burned up. It got used up in the magical energy for the creation of Boom. So you actually can't create another one. Ah, Boom, you, you find, lazy bum. Unless you find another manual. Or maybe if you spent a lot of time um, documenting, maybe you could create another book. I feel like we should just go with my idea. All right, but I need, okay, again, I need each of you, each of you, roll an arcana check. I'm using my new dice. Woo, <laughs> unnatural 20. Okay. Uh, these dice are lucky. <gasps> no, I just jinxed it. You <laughs> <laughs> totally did. Um, so arcana. Yep. Ooh, ooh, 22. 22. 14 right. plus 8 equals 22. All right. Mimi, the one thing that you do know about bringing someone back from the dead is that usually there is a time she limit. She got a higher roll than me. I know. You're each going to have different information that Just, you're She got a higher roll than me. So, again, Mimi, you know that when it comes to bringing someone back from the dead there's a time limit depending on the spell and depending on the power of the person that's casting the spell sometimes it can be you have to bring them back within a minute sometimes it has to be you've heard of it being brought back in a day um the most powerful resurrection spell that you had ever heard of had to be used within 10 days of the person dying you also know that because Dave was killed by a vampire, if you buried him, he would return as a vampire the next day. But then he'd be evil. He would be evil. But we wouldn't bury. But if we don't bury him. Yep. 
I know, I know. I'm just bringing up this is something that, that occurred to you. It's like because he got killed by a vampire, if you buried him, he would actually, he, he could come back as a vampire. Not that you would want to do that because there would be a terrible curse that you'd be putting on your friend Dave. Uh, but just bringing up that's an option that you thought of. We're not doing that. Right. You're going to discard that one out. All right. Throw that in the trash. Galaxy. Some of the things that you had thought about, because you got a 22. Oh. That's pretty yeah. good. Yes. All right. So you know that uh, Dave's Temple would probably probably be a good good option, but you're not entirely sure if there were any priests there or any clerics there that had the power to do resurrection. You know that Dave certainly didn't have the, the power to do it. Um, you know that maybe there's a chance back at Mount Olympus, um, Orsic was a cleric of Moradin there that was friends with Dave. He may be able to do it, or maybe there's other dwarven clerics that are there as well. And a third option that come that comes to mind is that you know that there are powerful clerics in the nearby capital city of Miam. Mia. Miam. M I A M. Mia. Miam. Mia. No, Miam. Mia. <laughs> so the but you don't quite know exactly where to go for that. So the so knowing that there's a time limit, 10 days, you have 10 days, you're not quite sure where Dave's temple is. So you might actually have to go back to Mount Olympus or go to Miam to talk to people anyway to find out where this temple is. I want to go to Mount Olympus. Yeah, Which that's... one's closer? Mount Olympus is, is Mount, you're kind of in the midpoint between Mount Olympus and Miam. Mia, so it'll be get about, it right. It'll be about half a day's travel by the Atlantean jet. Um, what if we turn into a giant eagle? I, it would be the same amount of time. Okay. And we took the Atlantean jet, right? Correct. The Atlantean jet is there at the castle right now with a lot of the other musketeers. So I think what we should do is we should go to Mount Olympus and we should try that his other friend and to see if he can heal him. If he can't, then let's go to me. Um, if they can, we'll get directions to his temple, chapel. All right. So you find Blondie and some of the Atlanteans, and you take off. Well, they you explain to them what had happened down below. And they're crying. <laughs> they, they're 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 not crying, but they're they're very upset. And they're like, okay, what what can we do to help? How how can we help Dave? We need to get back to Mount Olympus, and we're going to ask his buddy, I forget his name, um, to see if he can do it. And then if he can't, we're gonna go to Miam. Okay. If they can't, we're asked. We'll ask directions to the chapel. All right. So oh. th there are limitations. So b based off of that, all of them agree absolutely you can use the jet because that's the fastest way that the musketeers have of getting around right now. Or being on a giant eagle. Or being on a giant eagle. Well, that takes work. The jet is actually faster than the giant eagle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jet airplane. Don't give me that look. <laughs> so, but they also say that... Only Blondie should come with you because the less weight that is on the jet, the further that it can go with the magical energy that is being powered but into it by the what crystal. what would the other ones do? Like, how would they get... How would the other ones go home? Uh, they will have to get back home through some other means. Or they'll just have to wait for you to be done with the jet uh, to come back for them. Uh, 
She'll just be Blondie that'll be with you. And so he dashes into the jet and he gets his helmet on. He's got his big old goggles that he puts over his eyes. And he starts up the engines and they, they whirl up. And you can see the magical energy coming out of the crystal inside the jet. And see that going through the, the wires and through the panels and other things. And it's just the three of you that are that are on here. Blondie? Yeah. Um, when we get there, you're going to have to go back to get the others. Well, let's take care of day first, and then I'll do that. So, Jet takes off. Shoots off into the air. That sounded like an explosion. Well, it's kind of... Yeah, so, when planes go really fast, when they break the sound barrier, there's this thing called a sonic boom. And that's what happened. <laughs> it's a sonic? And within a couple of hours, you land whoosh, land on top of Mount Can Olympus. Was it half a day that time? Half a day. So you've got nine and a half days left to save Dave. <gasps> Me and Galaxy run out, and where does this guy live? Okay, so um, <laughs> roll... Uh, Investigation. Only one of you, though. But do it Wait. with advantage because you'll be helped. We know who, who who has a better plus. I, I think Galaxy has a better so investigation. What, what, are, what are we doing? Investigation. Oh, yeah. I have a plus eight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll give you advantage. Um, so that'd be... I don't need advantage. That'd be 27. <laughs> you roll it again just in, just in case you get a 20. Or it's... Uh, 17. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay, All right. So you find Orsic. He goes by Or. You find him right away. He is actually by the Musculators. Because you remember, the first time that you met him, he would... He, you met him as he was flying through the air and he landed in the nest. Oh, is that the one he peed his pants? No, no, he didn't pee his pants, but he was talking about how he trusts in his god, uh, Moradin, so much... That he keeps going on the musculator because he's being protected oh, by yeah. by his God and his and his holy faith. So, but he's there. He looks like that. He might have just gone on the musculator again because his hair is all blown back and he loves or he's all ruffled. Or what doesn't he make? Yes, make yes. It. We need your help. What can I do? Dave Jim. died. No. <laughs> Where? When? How? He, he he died um a couple hours ago by a vampire that we were trying to stop. We. Is there any way you can, like, bring him back alive? Oh, boy. Um, I don't... I'm sorry, Roll. Lass. I, I don't have the... I don't have the power to do that. Do Roll! You know, do you know where we could get the power? Um, I don't... Honestly, I don't know of any cleric of Moradin that, uh, that has the ability to do that. That's a... It's... I know in ages past, folks have had the ability to do that, but I don't know anyone personally that, that can do it. Um... Okay, we're we're gonna go to Miam to see if we can get. Actually, no. Let's uh, let's talk to Doc, and see if she has any ideas. We have we have nine and a half days left. Okay, well let's go let's go quick then. We, so we run over. Roll uh, Galaxy, roll another investigation. See yeah. if you can find see if you can find Doc. We run with it. Oh, I give you advantage. Yep, you have advantage again because you've got ore and. <laughs> 26. 26, You want to roll again to see if you get a natural twenty. <laughs> It was a, it was a 16. Um, so 16. 24. Yeah. All right. So I would go with the 26. All right. So you find you find Doc right away, 
and uh, she's down on one of the lower levels inside inside the mountain. Um, she's uh, looks like she's doing some uh, push-ups. Uh, no, she's <laughs> <laughs> no. We walk in and she's doing like watching the TV, and there's like two. She's got uh, she's got some she's got a clipboard in her hand. It looks like she's uh, she's doing some inventory of some of the supplies of of Mount Olympus, and she looks up and when she sees you running towards her, she waves. But she gets a troubled look on her face because she sees you running towards her and all of you looking out of breath and in fear and scared and lots of urgency. They died. Oh no! By a vampire. Can you see if you can heal him? She's like, well, I I can't heal him, but. She looks over at Orr. So, Orr, you, there's no uh, no cleric of Moradin? He's like, no, Doc. No, no one that I know of is powerful enough to bring him back from this. Wah! And so she puts her... Oh, dear. We were thinking of going to Miam. Miam, there's probably someone there that could help you with that, but they would charge you. There's a cost with it. Who and cares? It's, it's very expensive. We'll steal Dave's gold. How, how much gold how does he have? We could, yes. Well, how expensive would that be? Thousands. The he last. Has, he has 58 gold. Well, well, actually, let's see. Let's see if she knows her. Yeah, she knows. Yeah, it's. Uh, it would be 2,000. She says it would be 2,000 gold. Was the last time could, that I heard. Could you loan us some money? Um, but we and so that would be like our payment for like the next years. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I could loan that to you. So, but Dave will cover his 58 gold. The 58 gold. Is that how much does he he has left? He has 50. He checked his sheet. <laughs> he's got 58 gold left. Yeah. Okay. That's right. You girls just spent most of your gold on uh, the magical items, right? And pets. And pets. <laughs> That's right. So, okay. Yeah, I spent like I spent like no, I spent 500 coin, no, 700 coin on my helmet, and then with two coin, I bought a chicken and a cage. <laughs> oh, I said, I right, I'm making a note of this. Uh, you girls owe Doc two thousand gold. We got to keep track of that. Okay, I'll write that. I'll write um what we Bertie, we each write one thousand in our character sheet. Okay. All right. So what you, about Dave? So you go down to the area of where uh, let so him th- keep his money. It's not his fault. You go died. down to the treasury room, and. Uh, I was going to say that the, it was going to be Greg down there, but Greg can't run everything in Mount Olympus. No, he can. Can he? Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, Galaxy. Hey, Mimi. What can I do for you today? Dave died. What? No. <laughs> no. Not Dave. Don't worry. We're finding. He, he, he starts to cry. We're finding a way to get him back, so we're going to Mia, I think. Why, Greg? But we need two thousand coin to heal, get to pay. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, okay. Just here, fill out this form, and he puts the paper down on on the desk for you to. Um, I wait. Can I turn into a bunny inside it? (laughs) (laughs) And just say bunny. Why? Because I like. And just say you, would, you wouldn't be able to grab the, the no, quill no, and I ink. Would, no, no, I would put my hand in the pot and the ink and put it on. Okay. I turn into a bunny. All right, you turn into a bunny. And you put your paw in the ink. Um, roll a sleight of hand because it's awkward. A natural one. You got a natural one? Okay. <laughs> you, you accidentally knock over the, the jar of ink all over the paperwork. And Greg Greg comes back and he sees this. He's like, 
Maybe. Um. Dang it. All right, I'll be right back. And he goes away for a couple of minutes. And he comes back with new paper. Great and job, Mimi. And he puts that down in front of you. He's like, okay, I need you to fill this okay, out. I'll try it. I'll do it again. I got 18. 18. Okay, so you... So your, your bunny paws are all stained with the black ink that got spilled over, and so then you stamp your paws on the piece of paper. Galaxy, you need and to then, sign, too. Wait, is, oh, there, is, there, is there like a bath or sink, sink, sink nearby? No, if a, you turn it... A sink? No. He a can't bath? understand you. No, but I'm just asking, is there... You, well, yeah, roll a perception check. When you turn in ten. ten, you don't see any. And when you turn into a elf, it won't appear on you. All right, so you turned into so so galaxy. You signed the paperwork as well, right? Yeah, as a corgi. Okay, so as a corgi. As a, <laughs> you can't no. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm a bunny. No, so, I start hopping around, going, I'm a bunny. All right. Ooh. Well, you're hopping around on the desk and leaving little black bunny footprints <laughs> behind you from the from the spilled ink, <laughs> and. Just as you're about ready to take another hop, Greg drops four large bags of gold down on the desk. Clunk! Well, that wouldn't be a clunk. It'd be like ching, ching, ching. Hey, hey. No, I, I go, I go, I go and hide in a bird in a galaxy's hair, and I'm like shivering and peeking out. So I'm in your hair right now. All right. Ah. So. You grab the bags of gold. Galaxy grabs the bags of gold because you can't because you're still a bunny. You have no hands. <laughs> and we can't trust her. Yes. So, but your your hands are full with with, with all these bags of gold because there's a lot of gold that you now have. So I'm in, I'm in your hair. Seriously, Mimi. I get down. Out. All right. So then you get back up to the top. I'm guessing that you would go straight to the jet, right? Yes. Okay. Do, do, do. So you get back up to the jet. And it does. It is going to need a couple of hours to recharge his magical energy. Right now. Yes. So. Let's um, take a rest then. Right. So I'm going to say that there is. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could take a short rest. Okay. I. So I'm going to turn into Mimi again. <laughs> I just turned into a bunny just this time. Oh, we know. <laughs> so I'm. So I turn into um, a human, but I'm still thinking. You mean an elf. And I, I'm hop, start hopping around, still being I'm a bunny. Oh, when did wait, you I'm turn into a human? Elf. All right. So there are after the recharging of the jet. So, you, so you, yeah, you've got a couple of hours to kill. Was there anything that you wanted to do in Mount Olympus while you're here? Oh, no, we can't. I want. I have 150. No, we nope. I tell her no. We can't spend. We have to go. We want to have him. No, but we live. Have, we have like five hours. You know, it's it's only a couple of hours. You get a short rest in, not not a long rest. Um, let's just skip it. Okay, so so you hang around for about an hour or so, and uh, actually, I'll say just like you you hang around two hours waiting for the the jet to recharge, and finally it's done. So Blondie comes to the back of the jet. He goes, Mimi, Galaxy, it's right. Let's go. Let's go. Go 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 go. So I run. As a bunny. <laughs> All right. I'm kidding. I so we'll say that off. there's nine days left, and the jet takes off, and you get to Miam. And so I'll say that there's you have eight and a half days left now. But it's only been two days. It's been a day and a half. 
Lucas, keep moving. All right. So, but the two jets. Mi- two minutes is a day and a half. Well, it's we're fast forwarding through time. <laughs> so, but the jet, Blondie has to land the jet outside of Miam. He's very concerned about landing the jet inside the city itself. One, because there's nowhere to land it inside the city. And two, he's afraid of what the people's reaction will be to it. Because you have to remember, in this world, jets are not something that you see every single day. And and in fact, some people might be really scared or frightened by it. So he has to land in the woods outside of town. Um, I tell Blondie, you wait in the jet so nobody takes it. Will do, Mimi. If you find any suspicious, yell. I, okay, yell. yeah, we'll do. Yell. Okay, come but, on, Galaxy. Well, actually, here, this is something that the uh, the Atlantean, I helped the Atlanteans put together, and he gives you this thing. This is little black device. Thing. He's like, put this in your ear, and we'll be able to talk to each other. I'll, I'll take I'll, it. Oh, no, I put it in my ear. Okay, you take. He's got two of them if you want. Oh, yeah, I want a second. Okay. My, I just put a, I just ha- I out some stickers. I put a unicorn sticker and a corgi butt on it. <laughs> He's like, you know, and these things are really great. This will let you talk to each other as well. Um, and you can be really far apart from each other, and you can still hear and talk to each other if you wanted to. They, well, I'm trying to remember what they called it. Um, Earplugs. Ah, but I like to, I don't quite remember the technical name that they use for it, but I like to call it the uh, the ear of far speech. Okay, we're wasting time. We have to go. I'm gonna call okay, bye. Bye. I'm going to call it plug. Plug. Hi, plug. Plug. Earplug of far speech. And I take another uh, stick, a sticker off, and I say it, and it says... Where did you get these stickers from? I don't know. I saw it at a zoo. All right. <laughs> I picked it up, and it says, this belongs to Galaxy, and I put it on here. All right. So, so, so how are you going to get into town? Uh, isn't there a door? Well, just well, walk well, you're, you're still you're still a little ways away. So just like, turn it to Cheetos. You're probably run! like, you know, maybe a mile outside of town. We gotta run. We gotta run. Um, we gotta turn it to Cheetos. I'm not wasting. No, I'm gonna turn into a hummingbird. Well, one thing, could you, uh, maybe roll a insight check for me? Insight, okay. Mm-hmm. Hummingbirds are like, a, like I believe faster uh, than ostriches. I got twenty one. With a 21, you get the idea that if you turned into a giant eagle, you'd be able to carry Galaxy on your back, and by looking down from above over the city, you might be able to find a temple much faster than you normally would. And the the temple that that you're looking for specifically is a temple of uh, Bahamut. Why doesn't Galaxy turn into a giant eagle? She has the ability now. That's true. That's true. Galaxy, do you, do you want to turn into a giant eagle and carry Mimi? No. <laughs> I slap you. Turn into a giant eagle. No. Or, okay, so and going back, um, you're, so you're looking for a temple of Bahamut. That's right. That's I think that's how you, you pronounce it. So Bahamut is the deity that you know that a lot of humans do worship and he is he is one of the major gods like Mishakal and like Moradin for for the dwarves he's he's just the humans version of like their their big big deity but just like the elves and uh and the dwarves there's lots of gods that they do worship uh but Buhamet is the main one that uh, that you think would be able to help in bringing Dave back from the dead okay fine I'll turn you into a giant eagle okay <laughs> All right, so you take off. Uh, roll a investigation. 
or I'm sorry, roll a perception check. And I believe that you get advantage on it for being a giant eagle. Okay. Oh, ooh la la, I got 21. No. 17. <laughs> no. At 25. And That's then close. A natural one, so I'll take the 20. 25? Okay. Five. I would actually take the one. Up above in the air, looking down over the capital city of, of Miam. And it's a nope. large city. It's, is um, it bigger than Mount Olympus? It is bigger than <gasps> Mount Olympus. Well, I mean, as far as like as far as like the number of people that that live there, it it is bigger. So population wise, it is bigger. But Mount Olympus what? cover may carry uh, cover a larger area because it's like it's an entire mountain. But it is a metropolis. It is a big city, and you can see that it is hundreds if not thousands of years old, in that there are different sections of the city that have been built out over the years, and you can see walls that surround some of the major sections, and there's there's large towers. And one of these towers does catch your eye. Uh, and you can see that you recognize the symbol of Bahamut um, on the side of one of these towers. And you're guessing that is the temple of Bahamut. It's the temple of Bahamut. Can you do, like... You're like, how are we gonna get there without being kind of weird? Well, you could just fly down and turn back into an elf. Right I know, but will they think that's weird? You don't know. I'm diving. Okay, so you dive down. <laughs> it's. Could you uh, roll a performance check? Let's see how nonchalantly oh, you God, can do this. Oh God, no! Is she bad? Are you bad at performance? No, it's just I always have failed at it. I 14. 14, okay. <laughs> Galaxy, can you roll a... Uh, Wait, no, can you give me advantage? No. no. Uh, Galaxy, roll a uh, acrobatics check. Okay, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty bad at acrobatics. Birdie, you give me advantage on performance. I give you advantage um, on acrobatics. I have a plus three. Not bad. She ignores me. Natural 20! Natural 20, okay. So, <laughs> so with a natural 20, Mimi goes diving down as a, as a giant eagle, and right before she hits the ground, she starts transforming back into an elf. And you feel her feathers and body starting to morph and change underneath <laughs> of you, and you immediately... Do a backflip. Do a backflip off of her and land gracefully on the steps to the Bahamut Temple. And Mimi lands gracefully as well back into her elf form right on the steps Do as well. Do people watch us? And you look around and there's a there's a guy standing there. He's looking at both of you wide-eyed and his mouth open. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you walk up the stairs, you get to the temple, and, and again, it's a it's a large tower. You probably estimate that it's probably about 10 stories tall. Big, huge stone door, big, big stone stairs uh, that, that lead up to it. And there's intricate carvings of Muhammad and uh, platinum dragons and other um, holy symbols all on the stonework and, and throughout. So we walk in. All right. You walk in, and there is a... Um, there's a, a small old woman that's there that's dressed in gray robes. My name is Joanne. She, she, <laughs> she's like, hello, dearies. What is your name? My name is... Joanne. 
Joanne. It's a Joanne. Joanne. My name is Joanne. <laughs> Hello, Joanne. <laughs> what What can I help you with? Um, we, our friend, has um died against a vampire, and we. Oh, that's terrible. I know. Um, we were um. So our friends have told us that maybe someone here could um help him get back alive. Oh. We did bring some gold if they're asking for a price. Well, we we do ask for a donation to beloved Bahamut for such a service as that. Uh, I will have to find Dimitri for you. Uh, Father Dimitri, he should be able to to help you. One moment, please. I feel like she's evil. <laughs> what? I don't know why. You named her. So she so she wanders she wanders off slowly. And you can almost you can almost hear like the the creaking in her in her bones as she moves cuz she's she's very old and she's moving very slowly. But eventually she does make her way out of the room. And after a couple of minutes, you hear the uh, the, the squealing of doors opening as someone moves towards you. Hello, my name is Galaxy. And after a while, a, a tall, bearded man walks in. And he says, Hello, my name is Dimitri. Hello. I understand that you have someone that you need resurrected. Yes. yes. And I pull him out of my unicorn butt backpack. <laughs> He's like, oh dear. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Well, th- this is something... Um, that we can attempt. The deceased, the soul, must be willing to come back. So that's one thing that you must be prepared for, that once we go through this ritual, if your friend here does not wish to return to his body, there's nothing I can do about that. He probably will want to return. Okay. He um, didn't want, well, the vampire killed him, so... I don't think he wanted to die, but... Sure, sure. Um, How much gold are you, like, asking for or anything? Well, um, so the, so we do ask for a donation, and it's 2,000 gold, uh, but there are some specific components that we need for the spell as well to, to for us to be able to complete it. Get your pencil ready to write in your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here, let me pull up the spell here. We did bring 2,000 coin. Can you just say you need nothing for this? Well, it, we, we actually, we need a diamond that's worth about 500 gold pieces. There, I think there's... Do not, no, no, pencils down, pencils down. Do not write anything. I have a diamond on my helmet. You have a diamond on your helmet? Yeah. It's one diamond. It's one diamond? Roll a, roll a d20. Come on! Okay, fine, fine. All right, so... so Why is there a <laughs> Literally. Do you have to do you, so the diamond is that does that use a do you use that for a spell casting from your helmet? Here, let's check. Okay, so it's the helm of brilliance, right? Can you just I have a diamond <laughs> It says one diamond on my thing. It's set with one D ten diamonds. You only have one diamond, right? Yes. Alright, let's just double check something. Okay, so diamond is a prismatic spray, and you only have one of those. Okay, I will. I will allow it that you can pull the diamond off of your helmet, so that that diamond will no longer exist. Scratch that off of your helmet. That spell will no longer be available to you. What spell? What spell was it? Was it was prismatic spray. 
it was it good? What did it do? Uh, prismatic spray. I have the stuff on my helmet I don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a really powerful magical helmet that you got. Um, <laughs> prismatic spray is eight multicolored rays of light flash from your hand. Each ray is a different color and has a different power and purpose. Each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw for each target. Roll a D8 to determine which color ray affects it. Um, so if they get hit by red, it's fire damage. If they get hit by orange, it's acid damage. If it's yellow, it's lightning damage. If it's green, it's poison damage. And if it's blue, it's cold damage. But each of those is does 10d6 points of damage. That would have been helpful. It was a super powerful spell, yeah. But hey, I people come first. That's right. That's right. All right, so you no longer have Prismatic Spray. Yeah, I'm looking at this one. This is a really powerful spell that you had access to on that. So Dimitri says, yes, this this will do. If you if you wait here for just a moment, and he claps his hands, and a couple of more robed people come out of some side doors, and they come out, and they, they pick up Dave's body gingerly. This is going faster than I thought. It's going, yeah, same We here. gotta be able to get to the pet store. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you gonna buy? Oh, are you gonna make a baby? Are you gonna get a baby chicken? So, D- Dimitri says. Dimitri says to you after the alkalites have come out and picked up Dave's body, and he says, "This will take about an hour to cast." Okay. Okay. So you're welcome to wait here, or you can explore the city. I don't wanna wait here. I'm lazy. Okay. Yep. You're, so, so are you going to wait? Inside the temple, you could even just wait outside on the stairs if you wanted to. Oh, can we go check out the shops over around here? If you wanted to, sure. I said I'm lazy. There might be a pet shop around here. <laughs> I said I'm lazy. I'm going to see if there's a pet shop around here, okay? Okay. Okay. I think next time. Next time, just for the sake of time on all this. Um, like, so, I bought a baby elephant. So I think, yeah, just for, for the sake of time and uh, wrapping things up, it's like, yeah, so you two decide to just wait at the temple, wait the hour. An hour goes by, and Dimitri comes out. Don't let this fail. Can you roll a d20 for me? No! <laughs> how about I roll it then? No! No? No, how about we all roll it, which is the better one? <laughs> Actually, there's no dice roll that needs to be done for this. I'm just messing with you. Yeah! <laughs> so Dimitri comes out, and it's hard to read the look on his face it's it's very it's very solemn but it's very it's stoic but it it doesn't go in one way or another is is he alive and he steps out of the doorway and dave is standing there behind him he looks he looks looks tired he looks pale does he remember us he says hey girls Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows such as GM Showcase, Story Arc, We're So Bad at Adventuring, and more.
red. <laughs> Did she it? Because she can't breathe while she's doing that. Deep voice bloopers. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Birdie's 